Hello and welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast about movies we haven't seen yet. My name is Trent. I'm here with my co-host, Betsy. Hello. And today, it is the end. Finally. We've made it. We've made it to part two of the Breaking Dawn duo of movies as a part of the whole damn saga. Part five, the Twilight Saga. Let's get this over with. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of done with this shit. You're ready. You're ready. I am ready for this to be done, but I'm also very interested in how they do it. This is one of those infuriating series where it's just like, I shouldn't like this. I don't like this. I don't but I'm like invested. this. I want to know. How the fuck do you get to the ending here? Well, especially because, as we've said multiple times while we're doing this, I've seen all of these movies. Yeah. But I don't remember, like, this anything. This has been 10 years. Yeah, I don't remember anything about these. You, meanwhile, haven't watched anything past the first one. So you knew there was going to be a baby. You knew yeah. there was going to be a wedding. Yep. Well, we wrapped that all up in part one. Yeah. So where the hell do we go from here? What is... What is still left to be done, Trent? I I was still dumbfounded at the end of the last episode. And I said, I don't know where this goes. Like, I can make assumptions based on what we're seeing here. Because when Jacob imprinted on the baby, Mm -hmm. which is to say what I think, the baby cast a spell on Jacob (laughs) and made him do that. But um, we saw like a vision of what this baby was going to be be mm-hmm. when they're older. Right. I'm curious if there's going to be a time jump. Well, and here's the thing. I don't think we need a time jump because remember, this baby came along very quickly. It was, that like was two my, months. That's my next thing. Is this baby going to age rapidly? I would assume so. That That is... That is my assumption because of how quickly yeah. this all came to pass. It, it's a great shortcut to get to, hey, this is an actual character right. instead of just an infant that is trying to be murdered, that, that people are trying to murder. Right. Uh, she's clearly special because of her unique upbringing. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we don't know why she's special or what her superpowers are or if she's, you know, a vampire or half vampire or she needs blood or she can eat food. We have no I, details. We have nothing. Uh, so like you said, Jacob imprinted on her, so he's going to be all obsessed with her now. Yeah. Uh, and the last shot, of course, of the movie is Bella waking up a vampire. Sure. So we're clearly going to get her early days of having crossed over, but we don't know Maybe? how that will affect the rest of her world because she's still in Forks. Yeah. So will she see her dad? Will, will she, she go back up go to back? Alaska? Like where where do they go? What do they do? Will she tell them? Like is yeah. it all a big secret? Right. And there we, may not, there hasn't been a time jump so far. No, we've got two hours to conclude and tie up all the loose ends. <laughs> right. So here's a question. You've seen this and this movie came out while we were together. Right. When the hell did you see this? I don't remember. I think this was one of those things because I was still getting like DVDs in the mail for a long time for Netflix, yeah. like this well is, beyond this is like 20, most people. 2012 is when we got married at the end of yeah. 2012. So I assume it was either one of those situations and I just watched it by myself or it was streaming and I watched it. I don't know, but I know I've seen this. But as I said, I don't remember anything. So I clearly wasn't paying that much attention or it's so bad. I've just buried it. <laughs> or it was just 
inconsequential. Yeah. You know? I really don't remember this movie, though. <laughs> of course, this was back when you and I were not doing this podcast and not really analyzing movies. No. We just watch movies for the entertainment. And especially back then, we were still, like, showing each other our movies that we knew. Right, but I wasn't going to show you this no. one. Who the hell cares? No. So it's going to be a kind of a weird thing because this is the first movie that came out while we were together. Okay, and a story about that. I was telling you this yes. earlier. Yes. I have a context point for remembering when this movie came out specifically mm -hmm. because this came out in 2012. It came out around the same time, if not the same weekend, that Skyfall Came out. A very different demographic James Bond. of people going to see these two movies. Right. And the only reason I remember this is because we went to the theater to see Skyfall. Yes. And we were there the night Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2 opened. Yeah. And there were a bunch of people outside waiting in line in South Dakota in November. Mm -hmm. So it was not a nice night. Mm -hmm. And we were waiting for the movie to start and a bunch of like... 20-something girls wearing Twilight t-shirts came well, they in. They were, like, completely covered in Twilight oh, yeah. regalia. Like, you could tell who these people were. But they and had why like, they were there. They had, like, four hours because they were waiting for the midnight showing. Yeah, yeah. So instead of waiting outside where it's cold, they came in and watched Skyfall <laughs> and then went and saw this movie. This is before they have, like, pulled back. It's like, let's not make all the teenagers stay up until midnight. Right. Let's have, like, an 8 o'clock showing. Well, and they didn't do a sign seating or anything like that. Right, I'm right. sure they bought their ticket they and that wanted was the to end be, of that. To get the primo seats. Yeah, well, they had paid for their tickets so they didn't have to stand in line if they just like go sure. in and get an, any yeah. empty seat. Yeah, just hang out in the theater. Yeah. Go to the arcade. But, but I, if you're there that early, you get your you get your ticket, just wait until you can actually get in there. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. yes, I always remember that we were at Skyfall yeah. and I saw the Twihards out in full force waiting for this <laughs> This climactic finale. <laughs> well, Betsy, we don't have to do any of that. We can go and sit on our couch. So let's go and watch Breaking Dawn Part 2, the finale. We'll be right back. back betsy we are done with this damn saga <laughs> what is your immediate reaction to this you know i just glanced at my notes and i remember the beginning of the movie versus the end of the movie yeah. and it feels like two completely different movies because it is because it is like we said it a little bit in the last episode where do you split this? How do you make this one book into two movies? And they do have completely different feels to them. Yeah. And I don't know if it would have made any more sense to have one movie. Like, if I think about the two back to back... Like, this movie's very different from the first one. <laughs> but like I said, it's also very different from the first part of this movie to the end of this movie. <laughs> and I don't really know how to describe what I'm feeling now. Because at the beginning of it, it is a complete continuation from the first 
part yep, from part we one. Pick right up we where we pick left up off. exactly where we left off, and the tone, like you're saying, the tone of that is married to part one. The middle of this is just kind of a montage kind of a thing. You Passing time. You didn't need to really have it. And no. the end of it, and we were trying to think of what's the conflict here? Mm-hmm. What's the end of the movie? Because you have to have something. There's got to be some kind of rising tension to keep people actually interested in watching this fucking trash. <laughs> so what do you do? I don't understand why they chose to do what they did, but for a movie, I mean, I guess it works. But b- coming over here to sit down, I'm having a hard time describing what I'm feeling right now because I feel lied to. <laughs> I feel betrayed. I think I, we will get to it, but I feel like this movie features one of the biggest what the fuck moments in cinematic history. I mean, it's more than a bait and switch. It's more than, it's I, a, I don't ha, know. Ha, fuck you guys. <laughs> it's a big fuck you to the audience. And again, not having read the books, I have to assume this is true to the story of the books. Yeah. But when you don't have that information going in, you're just like, okay, okay, wait, what? <laughs> right, I'm taking all of it in, seeing what's happening, and then, wait. Just when it starts getting good, you're like, ah, bullshit. <laughs> you won't allow me to enjoy myself, fucking Twilight. What is wrong with you? <laughs> So, yeah, I think we both have... This is just such a mixed bag, this movie. Like, it's not bad. It's not good. Betsy, Nothing really happens, Betsy. but everything happens. Betsy, I'm going to sk- just say it. This movie sucks. <laughs> now, is it because it is quantifiably bad or just because it was okay and then they pull the rug out from under you? No, beginning to end, it sucks. Okay. I... I, I have a visceral reaction to what I'm what I just witnessed, and it's it, it's treating me like I don't like movies. Okay. Because as a movie, it doesn't work. Even if you take in the first part, even if you take it as one big chunk, that's four hours long. Okay. Even if you take all of the extended sequences of the first movie that we already talked about, even if you have the montages of meeting everybody new who doesn't actually matter. Mm-hmm. Cause of course it wouldn't be a finale if we didn't introduce you to 20 people you've never heard of up until now. Right. And who could have been just fodder for the battle to come, mm-hmm. but that doesn't even happen. But yeah, yeah. But my point here is it doesn't treat me like I'm actually a fan of fiction. It treats me like a child and that you are going to get the happy ending whether you like it or not. Okay. Well, and it's also, this is a young adult novel. Like, it's that thing where... (sighs) They're they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Well, yes. I think there are young adult novels where they dare to actually be like, hey, fuck you guys, I'm going to treat you like an adult. Like Hunger Games. Yeah. Hunger Games, like, kills people. Yeah. And they stick with it. This one, it's like, Straight we're going to kill people, except we're not because I'm a big chicken yeah. and I Hunger need everyone Games, to be happy because this Games, is a story about love. Yeah, straight up kills innocent people. That's the whole point of the entire thing. Mm-hmm. The point of Hunger Games is the little people rising up against big. Yes. And in this one, none of that happens. Love is the most important message in this movie. 
Like everybody's paired up. Even the people we just met yeah. who we don't know pair up. Right. You know? <laughs> because love conquers all, you bitches. Ah. <laughs> oh. But yes, tonally, this is very different. Like, I'm just going to start at the beginning. So this movie has a title sequence. It doesn't start yeah. with Bella reciting poetry like no, the other ones No, because Bella's do. dead. Because Bella... That part of Bella is real dead. Real human Bella is gone, and now it's vampire Bella. Yeah. So we don't get her internal monologue to start this movie. We get a dramatic, like, snow and freezing and roses and red and white thematically. Yeah, and we're getting a bunch of actor names appearing before the, the title sequence that we've never had before. We really haven't. This is the most... Uh, credit-heavy movie because they do a long opening sequence yeah. and then they do a really long end sequence. Yeah, which I think was well done, but to me, I don't think that they really deserve... They didn't earn it. They didn't earn that, like, end of end, end game Avengers movie. They didn't earn the end of Lord of the Rings trilogy mm-hmm. to have everybody showing up at the very end and have their own little sequence. no. Because number one, more than half of those people you just met and you have no connection to them whatsoever. And the rest of them, sure, fine. They can get their little hero moment at the end. But in the reality, all they did was get in a fucking field and yell at each other across the way and go home. (laughs) So do you just want to skip the rest? I feel like you just really want to talk about that. (laughs) No, I do want to see, I I want to cover everything here because I've got more thoughts. Okay. So yeah, the movie starts, Bella wakes up. She's now a vampire. She's so beautiful. She has to hunt. She she immediately has her super senses. Yep. And she's stronger than anyone else because she's still got her human blood in her. She's cracking Edward's ribs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, they go out hunting and she catches a whiff of a mountain climber and manages to have enough control over herself because apparently she's like a special newborn. She has so much self-control that she's not going to murder the first human because she if it finds. Because if it was me, I'm reading the book, if it was me, I would be able to control myself because Edward gives me so much strength. You're not even wrong though. That's how this feels. Like it's patronizing yeah. to the viewer. Oh yeah. Where it's just like, she's just better than other vampires. Because that's me, Betsy. That's well, me. it's what I said after the first one. She's like better than the other teens when yes. she's a human. Now she's better than the other vampires. When they became vampires, they had a really hard time. I'm really not having that hard a time. This is yeah. really, this is what I was born to do. <laughs> and she says it herself. Yeah. I was born to be a vampire. Yes, she does. I'm so good at everything that I ever do. Yep. She can just be around people. She's like four days old. It's all good. She doesn't kill her dad. Nope. Anybody else in that situation would have absolutely murdered their father. Absolutely. (laughs) She has so much control, though. So much control. Oh, my God. Uh, But, yeah, so she's just, you know, the brightest and best. And then she goes back, and Jacob is surprised that she's as as her as she is. It's like, yeah, what did you expect, dude? Right. (laughs) But even before all, all the hunting sequence and whatnot, my question is, You just woke up, you were dead, now you're a vampire, you gave birth, why don't you immediately want to see your child? She did, and she says that, but they won't let her. No, 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 immediately. She wanted to hug Edward a whole bunch, but she doesn't immediately want to go and see her daughter. 
she's still like remembering and regaining consciousness. You can't expect somebody who's been through a traumatic event to see sense immediately. Like, as soon as she has two seconds to stop herself, right. she oh. goes, oh yeah. Oh wait, I gave birth. I'll do that later. I'm hungry. Well, he insists that because they don't know if she's going to be a danger to their own daughter. Fine. Because she could hurt her daughter if she has not fed. Fine. My point still stands. That should have been the first thing. Whatever. They had to run so fast through the woods, Trent. So fast that it looked even worse than all of the other movies. Yeah. Yeah, It still looks so bad of them running. It's just... Yeah, it's one thing when you're doing with the like speeding it up and, you know, or playing it in slow motion so that the human eye can see like, look how fast they're running. We've slowed it down for you. And yeah, I understand that it's hard to depict something like that, but you've got five movies under your belt. You can't make it better. And you can't tell me you didn't have a budget for this movie. Oh, yeah. You got all these new actors in here you had to pay. You had to bring all your big stars like Michael Sheen back. Mm-hmm. Dakota Fanning. And Dakota Fanning was getting even hotter by this t- this point. Uh, I just don't understand that. It's a little thing, but it looks so corny that it's just hard to buy into it. It doesn't yeah. look cool. Like, there are ways to make this look cool. Like, last week... We just watched uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Yeah. And we get to meet Quicksilver. And there's this really infamous scene where he is running around a room. And, yeah. s- and he's going so fast that everybody else is in slow motion. Yeah. And it is one of the best sequences in that entire series. Yeah. Because they did it right. This just looks cheesy and stupid. Yeah. But yeah, going back to meeting up with Jacob again. They go back to the house after she feeds. Mm-hmm. And they have a little conversation and Bella says, oh, yeah, I guess you do stink. Yep. I finally understand I what finally understand. complaining about. Right. So, yeah, you do stink like dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they finally go inside because she's clearly got herself under control and they're going to meet Renezme, the terrifying computer animated baby human baby face. thing. This is is so bad. <laughs> and like me complaining about the, the 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 running is nothing compared to how bad this baby face is. And it's just because they want like consistency. They want it's basically the actress playing the older daughter. Yeah. But her face made tiny. Like superimposed on an actual baby. But it's not. It's a completely computer animated it's all baby. Computer, okay. They're not handling anything. I suppose. Like they're just like holding their hands out and holding air and passing each other emptiness. And it <sighs> feels there's no weight to what they're doing. Yeah. And this kid looks so creepy. I fucking hate this baby. <laughs> Why? Why couldn't you just have a kid? Why couldn't you just have a small child? Right. It's not that hard. Movies have been putting babies and kids in movies forever. It's not that hard. This was 10 years ago. It wasn't that difficult. Yeah. And I understand it's because, you know, her special gift is she touches your face and she can share with you her own memory. Yeah. And but you can have those sequences. You, that's one sequence. Yeah, you can have those sequences CG where the, the hand is going to go up to the face and whatever right. else. But when you're looking at a baby, that should look like a baby. Yes. It did not look like a baby. At all. <laughs> and 
even later when like when the kid is like in between baby and like when it's a toddler, I guess. Yeah. Even then it looked bad. Yeah. This all. Mm. And until the kid. This gets... is the most ups- upsetting element of oh, the yeah. series. Be- Bet- Betsy was like full on yelling at the screen saying, I hate this baby. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, you know, it's not even Uncanny Valley. If it was Uncanny Valley, I would be like, okay, this is creeping me out. Yeah. But no, it just looks so fake and so bad yeah, that it, it's unbelievable. I, it, you cannot buy this as a child. Yeah, I, I cannot like sit here and lie to myself that, oh, that looks good. That looks like no. a baby. No. Like you couldn't at least be holding a fake baby like you said. Yeah. No, they're not holding anything. They did an entirely animated baby yeah. and it just... I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) Thankfully, by the very end, when the kid is actually a kid, a real actress. Right. Yeah. Then it's fine, but it takes two thirds of the movie to get there. Yeah. She's just distressing me the entire rest of the movie. And I know it's, it's a bit of cognitive dissonance when if... By the end of the movie, you're seeing Renesme. I'm going to keep on (laughs) to that name. Uh, By the end of the movie, you see what Renesme looks like. And it would be a little bit of a a, a fucked up thing to your brain to see newborn infant in between baby and this like four-year-old, five-year-old, however old the kid is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, At this point, though, Jacob finally has to tell Bella about his news that he has imprinted on her daughter. And Bella does not like this one bit. Of course, he says it's a wolf thing. And you have to remember, I don't choose this. Right. This wasn't my choice. I didn't know this would happen. And and she tries to kick his ass. She does kick his ass. (laughs) Because he calls her Nessie. You know, you nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? (laughs) Okay, bitch, you named your daughter Renesmee. Right, let's get something a little clear here. Let's have some perspective. Let's make something very clear. Her name is terrible. I don't care what you call her. Frankly, Ness or Nessie is better than what you named her. You call yourself Bella. Your real name is Isabella. Right. Come on. Like why we nobody calls you Izzy? No, that's not your name. Your name no. is Bella. Right, Betsy. Your name is Betsy. Yeah. Your real name is not Betsy. No. So, yeah. Not that your given name is horrible. No. It's just Betsy. Your vote. Your Betsy. Correct. Yes. That's me. But yes, Renesme. What do you possibly shorten that to? What do you shorten that to? Yeah. Nessie. Congratulations. And by the end, she's Ness. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just get over yourself, you newborn crazed bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, I'm thinking here, oh shit, is Bella gonna be the bad guy now? Because she's like wrecking shop. She's not happy about this, but of course, Edward's like, yeah, that's my girl. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder he didn't waste any time when they get back to their place. Okay, so I had a point about this. Is this just purely because they're actually married or because they have a child? They're basically gifted a house of their own Uh so they can do horny vampire shit. There are two other couples living in this house with the parents. Yeah. Why do they all have to live at home? Because and these two get to it. fuck. They say it. The other two 
once they got together, they couldn't be around him for like five years, I think they, they said. They were unbearable right. for a decade. Right. <laughs> so instead... They're like, you... we're going to take steps to make sure we don't have to look at you freaks. <laughs> <laughs> or listen to you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason why. But like back to, to the Jacob thing. And I, of course, this is her immediate reaction. She has no control over her emotions because she's still an 18-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. Um. But my point to this is, you know what? You should be happy. You should be happy that Jacob had this happen because he is a permanent babysitter. It's true. If there's anything that a, that new parents have a hard time with, it is being able to continue to live normal lives. No, Jake is just never going to leave now. He lives with you. Right. He lives there. Yeah. Like, you don't get a choice in this. He's mm-hmm. just going to always be around. Exactly. Like I said. <laughs> I hope you like wet dog smell. Permanent babysitter. He's like a pet. It's like a pet who's going to continue. He's a doggy. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I see it. Treat him like the adult he is. Now, fetch Jake. <laughs> uh, but yes, we we, we have uh, the introduction of the cabin. And I asked you this while we were watching it. Why is there fire going in the house? Ambiance. What, what does that, what purpose does that serve other than the fact that later on she actually has to use said fire? Well, maybe that's it. It's Chekhov's fire. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> We need it to demonstrate there is fire here. I guess. But yeah, they're taking a tour of the house. And it's again what I keep on harping on. This is like every little girl's dream. You have your big house in in the woods, a cabin in the woods. Closet full of clothes. You have a closet pre-made with all the clothes and purses and boots and shoes. Whatever that you would ever want. Mm-hmm. You've got... Your little girl's room to themselves made up like a frilly girl's room. And then you have your marital bed. Your hunky husband who literally rips your clothes off. Right. (laughs) And he says, it's not here for sleeping. Yep. It's for fucking. That is why this is here. Because they don't sleep, Trent. Uh Uh-huh. They have all the time in the world. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, she's talking about like after they were done. With their with their with round one, uh, they're talking like like how are we going to do this? We don't get tired. We don't need to sleep. We don't need to rest. Like how I don't need to eat except to feed occasionally. Occasionally. And like they never really really address like how often they need to feed. They really don't. Like they in say, five movies they don't say. Well, it. they kind of do. Like they say something about. You haven't fed for weeks, so they could clearly sure. go a while. Yeah, they can go a long time. But not forever. Yeah. But still, the point is, like, she's talking like, oh, this is just going to be them all the time. They will be humping for the rest of eternity. Day and night. <laughs> forever. Forever. <laughs> uh, so... After they're kind of done with that, they come back to the house and there's jokes. Uh, uh, what's his name? The, the dude bro. Dude bro, Emmett. Emmett. Emmett's joking around. Hey, you're done already? Yep. Yeah. And, and Bell's like, Emmett, no. No. Just no, no jokes. <laughs> no jokes. Shut up, Emmett. I know. You, you, everybody knows what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Just shut up. Just shut up. He's but, shy. Edward's shy. Yeah, sure. But he's, the he's fo- a traditional boy. <laughs> That's right. But the phone rings, and 
we find out it's Charlie, Bella's dad. Because he keeps as, on calling. As far as he knows, Bella is in a hospital in Switzerland. Right. <laughs> and for some reason, he's allowed this other family to take her over. I guess. I mean, it's as if I, when I married you, like I would, I was always hanging out at your parents' house mm-hmm. or your siblings' house, like forever, and I wouldn't contact my folks. That's stupid. <laughs> right. So, of course, poor Charlie is wondering what the hell is going on. And they decide, well, tomorrow we have to tell Charlie that she didn't make it. We have to tell him right. that Bella died so that we can all move on because we have to leave Forks because mm-hmm. we can't risk Bella being right. seen. Right. She needs to be dead. Right. But Jacob's like, the fuck you are. <laughs> right. I'm going I'm to take care of this situation. Yeah, so he takes matters into his own hands. He goes over to Charlie's place and reveals himself. Yeah, he takes off all his clothes. <laughs> In more ways than one. And turns into a big wolf because he says, Bella is fine, but in order to be fine, she had to change. She had to change. And he doesn't explain what that means. Nope. All he needs him to know is the world you live in is not the world you think. Uh-huh. And let me show you by stripping down and going full wolf. <laughs> and I said before he did this, it's like, oh, dude, please take the jacket off. That's a nice jacket. Yeah, that's a nice leather that's jacket. A nice jacket. Put that away. You want? You don't want to yeah. ruin that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and of course, he probably wasn't even ex- planning to do such a thing, but he left him no choice because he was going to go over there no matter what. Right. Jacob just decided, no, no, I have to protect Renesmee. I need to be where she is. I ain't fucking leaving. (laughs) Right. And so neither are you. (laughs) So he reveals everything and Charlie still is going to come over no matter what. Uh, Jacob goes over there and says, hey, your dad knows now some things, not everything. And he's coming over in 10 minutes. He's not going to be in danger because I didn't tell him bullshit. (laughs) So they have to give Bella a crash course in not to kill your dad. Uh Uh-huh. And again, so much self-restraint. She's been here for two days or whatever. Yeah. And she can just deal and she's fine. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they have their little, their little, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Like, he knows something is up, and she basically says, you're on a need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they, you know, he knows she looks weird, uh, and something about her is weird. Right. You're still my daughter, but not really. And then they bring out this child that they, quote, adopted. Right. But he immediately says, nice. she's got your eyes. Right. Well, he, like, that's what Jacob said. Like, this is your niece. And then Edward immediately tells Charlie, our daughter. Uh Oh, yeah, it's an adoption. Uh Okay. But he's not completely stupid because she looks like her mother. (laughs) But he knows that Bella hasn't been around, been gone for more than nine months. Correct. It's been like like three, maybe. Two or three months at most. Right. So it couldn't possibly be Bella's. Except it is, like, it's weird. He knows, but he doesn't know. And yeah. he's just like, I'm just going to shut up and live and my we don't see him again. Life. And we don't see him again we until they... at Christmas. Until, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. We see him two more times when they drop the kid off at daycare while mom goes up to Seattle. Yep. And at Christmas time. Pretty much. And that's it. That's and it. And he's got a girlfriend now. And he's just totally accepting of the fact that in mere months, she went from being 
to mm-hmm. from a baby yep. to being like six years old. Right. He's just totally on board with this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a big problem with that that whole thing. But... I don't listen again. It's that thing where I think he's just so happy. Like after, if somebody turned into a wolf in front of you, you might very easily accept other strange things without yeah. question. If yeah. your life is happy and everyone is safe and. I'm just gonna shut up and let this be a thing. I would not be able to do that. That's because you're far too pragmatic. You must understand things. You're, oh, yeah. You're a computer guy. I would have guy. some questions. You need to take things apart and find out how they work. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just blindly accept things. Yeah. So after dad goes away, we're back to the house and... For some reason, we decide we're going to have an arm wrestling contest. Because she's the strongest one in the house. And right. Emmett's a big bro bro boy. And he needs to prove he's the strongest one in the house. Yeah. So they arm wrestle. And she, and she wins. wins. And then she sparkles. She sparkles. She sparkles. Because remember how they sparkle? They kind of gave up on that in the last one. They bring it back in this one. But only once. Only the Only ones? that one little scene... And again, at the very end of the movie, they're back in the fucking field, and it's sunny, and it's not there. They just decide arbitrarily when they do and do not want to do it. I don't know. It's so irrelevant at this point. I don't care. Uh, But while they're out, like, playing in the field, uh, they've got Renesmee out there, and she can kind of fly and catch snowflakes and shit. Uh Uh, The gal we met in the last one, Irina, shows up. Cousin. And she sees this, and she makes an assumption about what this child is. Right. And because we don't have this whole world in our memory bank, we have to get a lot of exposition. (laughs) And Carlisle talks about how once upon a time, there used to be little baby vampires. Yeah. Little immortals. And we get a sequence of... An occasion where there was a, chi- a, a child vampire who basically murdered an entire town, and you can't take this kid and train them no, on they, how to not murder everything. They're children, and they have tantrums because they are exactly as they would be when they were living. They're not ever going to grow. No, and they're never going to grow up, Yeah, which means they lose their shit and they just go on a killing spree. Yeah. And this is like a sequence where we see Arena and we see her family. And yeah. apparently it's her mother or somebody had changed this child. Sure. So she's got this this history with this. She knows she, what they are. Yeah. Yeah. So we get this information. And <laughs> they kill her mother. The Volturi show up and yep. they decide they must be destroyed. Of course. These little baby vampires cannot be controlled. They cannot be taught. Yep. They must be destroyed and they're outlawed. Agreed. So they punish mom by killing her and throwing yep. her on the fire. Yep. And then we are treated to Dakota Fanning holding like a four-year-old child and then just chucking it, it just, into the flames. It just whoop. Just whoop. Into the fire. Whoop. <laughs> so awkward she's just lovingly holding this child and then just sort of grabs him and whoop (laughs) and he bursts into flames 
Oh, okay. It's so bad. Okay, Betsy, you and I have had this discussion before about other movies. I can appreciate when a movie or TV show or any kind of media, when they are okay with child death. When they just kind of go for it and show it to you. Yes. Yeah, it's... When they're ballsy enough to kill a kid in whatever capacity, whatever context. Right. That's an important step you have to take. Not only as a filmmaker, but as a viewer. It makes you very invested. But in this particular In this particular moment, case, it is justified. <laughs> Kill that fucking kid. But it's so badly done. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like, uh, it's like a, a life-sized doll. She just chucks him in like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> and he doesn't fight and they don't rip nope. his head off or nothing. Nope. They just throw him just in there. Just throw him in there. <laughs> She oh, eats Jesus. him into the flames. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the story we're given, and that's oh. why we need to be worried because they assume that Renezme is an immortal little vampire yeah, child. Because and she's a demon and yeah. they must destroy her. And in reality, the kid is growing super duper fast. But they don't bother to find that information out. But we can't see it in real time. Like oh. I what I would say is it's every month is a year to like a, a baby thing. Oh, I guess we find out more later right. when she reaches the age of seven. Yeah. She, she's full grown and is never going to grow again. Right. So, you know, a figure, I don't know. She's she's clearly growing at least several times the it normal seem, human rate. It seems like exponential growth when they're a wee one, mm-hmm. but then when they get to being a kid, it maybe slows down a bit. Yep. I don't know. And then as an adult, they just plateau. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we find this out. That's what the Volturi want. They're coming in. Alice has a vision and they figure out this is what's happening. So they have to go around the world and get reinforcements, witnesses, Witness, witnesses because, who will vouch for them. Yeah, and the kid can impart her memories of how she was born and not created. Yes. Uh, but in the meantime, Alice and Jasper have fucked right off. Yeah. And she left a note that was like, peace out. We're yep. going to show up when yep. the snow sticks. Yep. Just letting you know. Like a weird this little is, prophecy. Yep. This is going to be the end whenever the snow start, starts uh, sticking to the ground. It's another Lord of the Rings moment. On the third day, look to the east at, at, at sunrise, you know? <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> it's that. It's just, we're going to go off. We're not telling you where. They're leaving us. Oh, no. Will in our moment of need, what have they done? They've abandoned us. But right. like any good movie or any crap movie in this case, it it's not what it seems. But we don't find that out until much later. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, we get a sequence of them going around the world and gathering up other vampire allies. So they yeah. get their family. So Irina's family. Yeah. They go to Egypt. And Rami Malek is in this movie. Rami Malek is a vampire. What? And he can apparently control the elements. He sure can. Fire and water and earth and all that crap. Kind of makes the rest of these powers seem kind of irrelevant. 
Like, that's really powerful, dude. Yeah, he's got a good one. He's got a good one, and he's like a secret. They keep him hidden so that the Volturi don't know about him. Sure. Because, of course, the Volturi really want some of these special niche vampires. These gifted youngsters. Yep. (laughs) The the Volturi school. Speaking of X-Men. For gifted vampires. Uh, (laughs) The V-Men? What do we call these? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, and then they go and find Lee Pace talking about Lord of the Rings. He yeah. was in the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. I love Lee Pace, and I wish he was more famous. He is one of those guys that when he shows up, I'm always so excited to see him. Even if it's something like this where he's barely in it. Dude, you, whenever he's on screen, you don't want to look away. No, he's got that, like, he's just handsome enough, but he's not too handsome. Sure. And I am, to this day, I'm so disappointed he's American because I've seen him play a Brit so many times. <laughs> With accents, when, yeah. Yeah, when he, and he's really good at it, too. Yeah. So when he speaks in his normal, like, Oklahoma or whatever accent he's from, <laughs> I'm like, oh, why you gotta be American? <laughs> That's disappointing. I wanted something unique about you. Yeah, he's a talented guy, and I think yeah. he should be much more famous than he is. Agreed. And I think the things that we have seen him in, he's been great. Yeah. Uh, and then it's finally revealed, finally, what Bella's special, why why she is relevant, what her power is, what's going on with her. Kind of. Well, it is, though. So they they say, I didn't know your wife was a shield. And we're like, what the fuck is a shield? And she's like, what the fuck is a shield? Who is, what, what is this? Right. But that does not explain why she was like that when she was human. Oh, they just sort of, like, explain it away. They're like, yeah, oh, they that's just why... just brush it that's away. That's why I couldn't read your mind. It's, again, that whole she was born to be a vampire. It was fucking destiny. Bullshit. She had her power before she had her power. Which begs the question, if you are... If any of these individuals had these powers or some smaller version of them in their real life before they turned into vampires, how did that work? I don't know. Because, yeah, were they just (laughs) X-Men when they were alive as humans? I don't know. I just, you know, know. she's the only exception to this. You can't tell me that she's just so fucking special. It's so fucking stupid, Betsy, that they did this and did not give me... Me in particular. You are not satisfied with that explanation. I am not satisfied in one iota. But I, like I said, it just makes you ask more questions. Like, okay, I will buy that she had like a little baby power before she was turned. But by that logic, that means other people, when they were human, also had little baby powers. And they didn't come into their full power until they became vampires, which we have not seen. We have not heard. Right. It is not established with anybody else. Yeah. And I, I can accept the fact that if in this universe there are mutants, let's say, where people have powers that are only enhanced by them becoming vampires, if you want to expand upon that and turn that into a thing, Fine. Also the fact that not every vampire has a special secret skill. Yeah. It's arbitrary. Yeah. Like, 
Bella gets it because she's just so goddamn special. It's destiny. It's everything she was born to be. <laughs> like, wouldn't it have been better if she was just a vampire and she was just another boring-ass vampire? <laughs> it would have been fine. But not for the people who are reading these books. Oh, she's just got to be the most special person in the whole universe. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of people in the universe, they keep on bringing all these vampires into the fold and bringing them back to the house and having the baby touch their face. Yep. <laughs> to basically prove to them that, oh, yeah, this is okay. We're going to stand with you against the the coming threat mm -hmm. and this whole sequence this whole sequence was boring it's it long took way too much time the only interesting thing really that happens is when they're kind of testing out bella's powers with the other people who are coming around and again it's that thing where they're clearly padding the movie yes like i understand you need to establish some of this and you need to show you need to show how Bella is using her powers on the battlefield later yeah and we get a training sequence like we understand yeah. like here Bella you can actually make your powers more like powerful yeah by training sure. and let me teach you how and I get that that's fine but again this I keep going back to th this sequence I it took me out of the movie I stopped making notes I kind of lean back in my chair. It's like, okay, I guess this is happening. This is just <laughs> like the the sequence, like training sequence and like preparation sequence before big battle in any other movie. But even there, there's more things happening. Honestly, at this point, I would say that this book must not be very well written. I could have assumed that anyway, because <laughs> there's just no logical cutoff. And these two movies are so weird. Like I keep saying, well, tonally they're very different. And then even this one, there's different parts to it. So it's right. just like, if I'm trying to imagine this as one book or one movie, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. And <laughs> I was going to wait to talk about this, but as long as we're talking about the two movies together and my feeling is the whole Bella turning into a vampire, that sequence was too short. Because you would think that this would be a much, much bigger deal, not only for the character, but for the readers and the viewers. They could have used of it this as more content. development. They could have used that whole sequence of her becoming a vampire and wh what her struggles were and what her uh, her transition is. Her urges. But that's the thing. And, yeah. There's no struggles for her. No, it's, it's also all goddamn smooth. easy. It's smooth sailing. It's just turning on, turning on a light switch, vampire on. Destiny, Trent. Fucking destiny. Yeah. That, yeah. I think, is what was really, really yeah, la lacking in this movie more than anything else. I can go with the training sequ sequence because we had that in two or three. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I... You're right. You're, you're definitely on to something there where it's just... It doesn't make sense. There's not enough development there. It's all very simple. Yeah. I get it. I get where you're what you're saying. Yeah. But anyhow, back to the movie. So 
When Alice left this note, she tore the paper out of the Merchant of Venice. So she took like a page out of a book that was sitting on the bookshelf. So that, In their cabin. So because Bella is so special and smart and is the only one who could possibly figure out this complicated puzzle that she's left her. Yeah. She finds the book and there's a note for her. Another note. Another note specifically for Bella because again, Bella's mind can't be read. So she's the only one who will have this information. Yeah. It's the name of a guy and Seattle. Go and see this dude in Seattle, basically, and also burn this book. Yeah. So she does. She goes to Seattle and she meets this lawyer who's apparently been Jasper's lawyer for like 20 years. And his partner like 20 years prior to that or something. Yeah, so it's like he knows but doesn't know what well he is. very well preserved. Yeah, he makes a joke about it. But yeah. that's the thing. When you have a situation like that, there's, you know, client attorney privilege. Sure. I think there's sort of I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm not going to ask. Yeah. I'm just, I get paid to do my job. Yeah. <laughs> And he gives Bella a package, a delivery. Yeah. And it's passports yeah. for Jacob and Renezme. Yeah. So Bella gets a very loud and clear message. Oh, because this is all coming from Alice. Yeah. We need them to be prepared to leave the country. Because and we will not be in their lives. Because Alice hasn't had another vision yet. Mm-hmm. Actually showing that they come out on top. Correct. And we don't know where Alice is. Nope. She's just sending messages through books. <laughs> right. So that's kind of where we are is we're setting up like there's not a lot of hope in this situation. Like we are preparing for the worst and they have like a little scene around the campfire, you know, oh, name any American battle. And I right. was there. And again, <laughs> swapping war we've stories. Got, we've got all these brand new characters, brand new people we know nothing about, mm-hmm. at least very, very little about. We just met them. We just met them. And they're all telling war stories, literal war stories. Why do I care? Why are these people on screen? I, I don't understand it. Because we're cramming all the new stuff in, but then we're not spending enough time developing some of the new stuff. Why do like I we're, care? We're breezing past some things that are probably more important for the sake of brevity, but then stretching out other stuff that's like, I don't need this. <laughs> no. And, and really, all these people needed to be was fodder. You didn't need to have... No. You have a love story between these two these people. These are red shirts, Trent. They, need, they really someone are. Someone needs to be able to die. We need a body count. Yeah. So let's just get like 25 extra people here. Sure. Who you won't feel invested in. Right. You can have just people showing up saying, this is the clan from Italy. This is the clan from Ireland. This is the clan from wherever. Mm-hmm. You can just have little stereotypes about where they're from. Oh, and that's, and that's all that's they a- are. Yeah, and that's exactly what they are. These women are from the Amazon, right. and these people are Irish, and those people are like, they they are the stereotypical Dracula, like, hello, yes. I am the empire, I am going to suck your blood. <laughs> right. They literally talk like that, yeah. and they're just like, there they weren't invited but they're there because they're looking for a fight they've been waiting to take down the volturi for like 1500 years they're even referred to as dracula one and dracula two exactly (laughs) so like we had to like squish a dracula reference in there sure before the series was up 
Uh, they, but yeah, they all get onto this battlefield in our big open field on top of the mountain where we keep coming back for all these other action sequences because yeah. it is the only place in town that's worth fighting, I guess. <laughs> and they show up and the Volturi show up and, you know, they have this little moment where they, they say, let us state our case. She's, she's not an immortal she's she's just a kid like she's i'm her dad and that's our daughter and i don't even know what the fuck his name is michael sheen's character aaron aaron i don't know uh he's like oh come edward yeah i know you are a part of this so come here and i let me let me hold your hand and i'm gonna see your thoughts Mm -hmm. see your memories so yeah he he does it yep he's he's like oh fascinating interesting yeah i would very much like to meet her please (laughs) yep and then she comes over and she's the one who goes up and touches him and imparts her memories into him but before before that happens yeah he lets loose the most ridiculous giggle yeah the weirdest noise i've ever heard this man make i can (laughs) like this weird thing I can hear her funny little heartbeat. Like, right. What are you doing? <laughs> what kind of creepy asshole are you? <laughs> that was a choice that and he I, made as an actor. Well, and and my my point while we were watching it was, oh, you wanted to use that take. That's I'm sure you took more than one take there, guys. That's the one you chose. That's the one they chose. Maybe that was the best one. Oh God, it was. It had to be Trent. <laughs> If they used it, it was a choice. Yeah. Michael, Michael Sheen made a choice and it's a That's what they went with. Uh, Yeah. So he figures out that she is in fact what she says she is. Yep. And he brings Irina over and is all, is this the kid? Yep. You done fucked up, bitch. You dragged my ass all the way overseas, all the way to fucking Forks (laughs) for this shit. Yeah, and she had to die. You gots to go. <laughs> and so she dies, and this is provoking her family, who oh, yeah. is also from the area, uh, into possibly like being provoked to attack. Yeah, basically they kind of decide, well, we're already here. Right. Why don't we just start a fight? Right. Because she might be legit. But we don't know that. Right. We none of us have ever heard of this. Nobody knows what the fuck she could do. She could be a threat later on. Let's start some shit. Right. Let's do this. Yeah. Michael Sheen has his little speech in front of the uh, the, the the big crowd, and says, "We could walk away today, but who knows what's going to come tomorrow? Yeah. Maybe. Better better to not have change. <laughs> better to not have the threat out there." The, the unknown threat because this might just be a child. We've never come across anything like this before. And this is where our hero comes from the North. Well, Alice shows up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Alice shows up with Jasper and she's there to prove that apparently she had another vision and she can prove that this kid is not a threat. And of course she can, he can read her thoughts. He can touch her hand yep. and see what's coming. And he is very, very willing uh, to have that happen because he loves when Alice shows up. Right. <laughs> he gets to see the future when she right. does that. Right. And so, yeah, she she shows him exactly what it is, but then she also figures out, well, shit, even if I'm telling you the right. truth, you're not going to believe the truth. And this is the moment where 
It all goes bad. It all goes bad. She says, now, get the hell out of here. Jacob takes Renesme. They run off. And then she kicks the guy in the face. <laughs> yep. And then shit gets real very quickly. Yep. So in a matter of a few moments, Carlisle, dead. Jasper, dead. But they're not the only casualties because then the Cullens are also getting some of the Volturi. So like yep. Dakota Fanning's brother with the creepy gray smoke coming out of his hands. Yep. He's dead. We got Seth. The, the wolves come in. Yep, Seth I'm pretty gets sure killed. it's Seth. I think that's Seth. So one of the wolves gets killed. Uh, Rami Malek opens a gorge and there's lava and there's people falling in. <laughs> Why is there lava? He opened a crack in the earth so deep that there's lava. <laughs> uh, you could have just and, said dramatic effect. <laughs> uh, sure. And then, you know, Leah falls in. So the wolves are falling in. The Volturi yeah. are falling in. Uh, Sam shows up and rips Dakota Fanning's head off. Uh, there's the, the old dude who's just like, finally, and the two vampires right. rip him apart. Right. The blonde dude, he gets his jaw ripped off. Oh, yeah. oh I hate when they oh, do this I love in that movies. So much. Where it's like, I'm going to grab your top jaw and your bottom jaw and just rip you in half. Yep. I, oh, it's so great. It's so great. <laughs> we also got jacob with the kid running away and there's one of the vampires running after them yeah but jacob gets the upper hand and gets them he gets him so yeah carnage blood violence everybody's dying bella and edward finally get a hold of the main volturi guy yep. and they decapitate him yep but trent what happens after he's decapitated none of it happened <laughs> Like I said, the biggest fuck you, what the fuck moment in probably cinematic history because we cut back to Alice is still holding his hand yeah. and showing him what will happen. Yeah. That is the world if he proceeds down this path. If he wants to see this and ignore it, mm -hmm. we're gonna fuck you up. Yeah. And none of it was real. Yeah. Not one second. They're all still standing in the field. Everyone who just died is not dead. They're all alive. Yep. Nobody dies today except Arena. That really happens. Yes. But the rest is fake. <sighs> this, I will tell you, is the one specific thing I do remember. Yeah, because I looked over at you when it happened and you were just laughing. I was unsurprised because I remember having the same reaction you had today when I watched this movie because I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh-huh. That was my exact line. Are you fucking kidding me? Because just when it's like, we're gonna get some actual action and some drama and real death real consequences. Yeah. No. Fuck all happened. Love is more important. You have to have your happy ending. Betsy. We have to have our happy ending. So yeah. Then Alice brings out these people. It's revealed they've been down in Brazil because apparently right. Brazil is like the be all end all for this movie. Like we've been, sure. we've talked about Brazil we, three we've times. Been, yeah, we've been to Rio twice now. Yeah. And deep in like the, the jungles in Brazil, there is this guy from one of the tribes yeah. who is like Renesmee, where yep. he is 150 years old. 
He eats human food, but he also eats blood. He can turn people into vampires. Yep. He was fully grown at seven, and he hasn't aged since. Yeah. And this is what Alice has been researching. She was trying to go off and find another Renesmee. Someone who was born... Who was born as this thing. Not created. Yeah, not created. Uh, And his mother died in childbirth. Like Bella should have, probably. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So we all just go, okay, and everyone goes home. Everybody goes home. (laughs) And Michael Sheen has his little creeper moment saying, what did he say? Like, what a catch, what a prize that Bella is. I don't know. Yeah. Something weird. He just like looks he's over just so her fucking shoulder. Creepy. And he's just like, aha, we'll meet again. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> and then he runs away. <laughs> oh, God, Betsy. Yeah. But it's just like, so we all just went into a field, stood yeah. around, and then went home. Yeah. That's what really That's happened what that really day. That's what really happened. Oh. <sighs> Uh, so yeah, we're all just gonna get to live happily ever after, and we get one final scene of Bella and Edward Them in the meadow, in the goddamn meadow, surrounded by flowers. And Bella shows him just how powerful she's becoming. Now she can project her own memories, which is the power that the baby has. Yep, through her like shield, her shield thing around him, and he yeah. can see. A beautiful sequence of all of their moments together from the last four movies. And Christina Perry singing, I have died every day waiting for you. Uh (laughs) And why, Trent? Because nobody has ever loved anybody as much as I love you. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) This is the most epic, intense love story that was meant to be in the history of everything ever. Get your head out of your ass. <laughs> With, uh, what's her name? Kristen Stewart? No. The oh, author. Stephanie Meyer. Stephanie Meyer, Jesus Christ. What is wrong with you? Are you are you like this old spinster who never found love and this is like your version of what your ideal life would have been? I hope not. That's I really harsh. It is really harsh, but damn it, I just... It's too much. It's too much. I just... I hate this hollow human being that everything is so easy for. Yeah. And this is the first time that Edward has not been like completely self-loathing because finally everything is like going well for him yeah. to the point where he thanks Carlisle for changing him. Thanks for this extraordinary life. Right. And he thanks Jacob. Like we're all right. growing. Look at us grow. Basically as, a, basically as they're about to die. Yeah. They're he- all getting prepared for war. They're all going to probably die. But then they don't just because one of the vampires just happens to know all of this other shit. But Edward finally finds self-acceptance and love and there's so much love. So much love. Love prevails. End of movie. End of saga. And then we get the epic like, you know, 
really long credit sequence where they show you Everybody. every single actor from every single movie, including both Victorias. Yes. You were like, where is the other one? <laughs> yeah, I was yelling at the screen, you better give me Bryce Dallas Howard. Yep, so Because again, you recast her. We're playing Christina Perry through this whole sequence the whole time. We're yep. dragging it out. Here's every single person. Remember them? Remember them? Remember that guy? Remember that guy? And then end of movie... Breaking Dawn Part 2, and then The Twilight Saga. The Twilight Saga. Oh. And then a Green Day song. Why was Green Day? Why the Day? fuck was Green Day in the credits? What the hell, guys? What All the sudden, hell? You and I both perk up going, what the hell? <laughs> that did not belong. It didn't fit. I didn't understand it. There was, that was very strange. Yeah. But yeah. Love prevails. Thankfully, trend. thankfully, that wasn't just a song made for this movie. I had to look that up. I yeah. was really worried for a moment that Green Day agreed to do an original song for the final Twilight movie, and you know and that would have broken my heart. It's not out of the realm of possibility because Green Day has sold out so many times. But I have I don't know if they have ever done a song specifically for a movie. I don't know if they've ever done that. Betsy, they were in the Simpsons movie as characters. Right, but they were playing a song they already had written. What I'm saying is, when you are asked by the producers to write a song no, they about done and for this movie. No, they haven't done that. I know That's that what much. Christina Perry did. Like she was, yes. she was asked to write this song for this movie. Yeah. You know, and then you look at something like City of Angels, you know, that fucking Goo Goo Dolls sure. song. Yeah. That was written for that movie. Yeah. Like, if Green Day did that, that's different. <laughs> Yeah. You know, people win Oscars for that shit. So there's a reason they do it. It's true. But yes, Trent, we did it. This is five movies. So how are you feeling now that you have seen all five of these movies? Do you at least get it? Is this something where you're like, Jesus Christ, this was fun to make fun of, but I never, ever want to do this again? Or is this something you might actually sit through again in your life? Oh, I will never watch these movies ever again. <laughs> Not a chance in hell. No, this is like, we joke about, oh yeah, um, cable movies or like a movie that we would just have on in the background or if we're in a hotel room and they've got cable and we're going to just throw something on to have something on the TV. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not going to waste my time doing this ever again. I think this is all trite bullshit for the audience of a, of a, of a 13 year old girl. This is the opiate of the masses. It's not even that. It's not even that. A it, very specific group of masses. But. That, exactly. It is like this... this Tween dream, fantasy. It's a dream sequence from beginning to end. The reason why Bella is such a vapid character is because you as a viewer, you as a reader, are going to project yourself onto Bella. I'm such a Bella. Oh my gosh. She's just that's, like me. That's the thing. That's this entire five movie thing. You're not... Wrong. You're not wrong, Trent. Yeah. Tell me something positive about this experience. What is what is something you genuinely are like, okay, I appreciate they did that. I think that the fact that the filmmakers kept these characters their same age. Which is to say, they didn't like act more mature than what their age actually was. Bella acts like an 18-year-old girl. Right. The entire way. And they made the smart decision to actually make these in five years. 
five movies, sure. five years. Sure. So that nobody has time to age out and look 40 when you're supposed to be 18. Uh, Robert Pattinson <laughs> is really starting to show his age at the end of this one. Well, and especially in the last sequence where you kind of look... When you see yeah. the the footage of sure. all the other movies, even Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart looks very baby-faced in, yes, in the first movie. Yes, she's very baby-faced, and she's much more an adult yes. in the last one. Yeah. But it's, like, a believable. I mean, like, it, think about yourself in high school, how much you changed from being 17 to 19. Sure. Like, yeah. So I appreciate that. I hate... I hate it that they recast Victoria. I hate when people get recast because it does not matter how small the part is. I always notice and it's yeah. always distracting to me. Yeah. So like when they did it in Thor, like when Zachary Levi just shows up in one right. of the Thor movies, there's like, why is Zachary Levi here? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's dead in like 10 minutes, you know, spoiler alert. Sorry guys. Uh, but you know, things like that. And I appreciate that it's Bryce Dallas Howard, but it doesn't mean it doesn't bother me. Sure. Like, this is one of the things that's a flaw in, like, the Batman trilogy. The fact that they had Katie Holmes and then it's Maggie Gyllenhaal. Mm -hmm. Arguably, Maggie Gyllenhaal, better choice. Maggie Gyllenhaal is a much better choice. But it's distracting. I will never not think about the fact that they recast her. Yeah. In Iron Man to Iron Man 2, mm -hmm. I will never Rody. not think about the fact they recast What's his butt? Rody. <laughs> Rody, yeah. And yeah, it's just a little thing, but it will never not bother me. Even in a movie like this, where it's just like, I should not care at all. No, you really shouldn't. Like you could recast six people in this movie and it would make no difference. Betsy, I would not have noticed. It's like, I would not have noticed. I don't care about like these minor characters. Or if you're going to do it. Okay, let me just say this. I kind of wish somebody would do this like for real as kind of a running joke. This is a soap opera thing. You and I grew up watching like uh -huh. fucking Young and the Restless. Oh, yeah. How many different versions of the same character? Like they yeah. just, somebody else shows up one day and they're like, that's Victoria. <laughs> right. And you just say, yes, it is. And you roll with it. Oh, I hi, kind Victoria. Of, hi, Victoria. Hi, I Victoria. I kind of wish they would make a movie like that, a movie series like Twilight, yeah. but they intentionally change all the actors <laughs> just to fuck with the audience. <laughs> like they just have fun that's with it. That's kind of what like the the scary movie of the, the the scary movie and like the epic movies of the world. Yeah. Those movies, those parody that's movies. That's why those exist. That's why those exist. There is a spoof of this. I know. We could find it, but I don't think we We're need to. We're not gonna to. watch We're it. We're not gonna do that. No. no, no, no. But I think I like I said, I do appreciate the fact that they they kept the ages and the, and the attitudes and the maturity levels right where they were. There is a good message here. There is a good message of family. Family is everything to all these people. Whether they are like blood family or not, they treat it like it is. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate that message, especially to a younger audience. We're family. <laughs> Vin We've Diesel done it is before. not in this movie. We've done it before. We've done it before. Fast and Furious is all about family. Twilight, the family you choose. Twilight is all about family. Yep. Yeah. And love. Love and family. So much love. Forever. <laughs> and then, yeah, the fucking end of this movie, the word forever. God damn it. Why do they have to put forever! the fucking, the books they in should. this thing? In case you forgot these in are based on books. In case you didn't books. know it's based on books. Hey. Yeah. There's things about this that I like, and I've said it before in this series. Like, 
the thing about them having powers, the thing about them being able to go in daylight, they actually have reflections. Like, you made an effort to make these vampires your own version of sure. vampire lore. absolutely. But there's gaps. I wish there was, like, why do some vampires have powers and some do not? Yeah. How are they... Are they just wake up and they just have gifts? Like... Why is it so arbitrary? Like, I want mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. What? She can have a baby. Oh, but it's apparently a secret to all the vampires that this is even possible. Even the Volturi, who have been around for thousands of years, don't know right. that this is possible. But then again, at the same time, you don't have vampires like the Cullens are. You don't have vampires who are very gentle with their humans. Yeah. You know? They haven't tried. No. And if they do, they kill them. Yeah, but they're also content to just, you know, exist and be a secret. That's their number one priority is be a secret. Sure, sure. So, yeah, this is this is a whole thing. This is absolute trashy soap opera absurdity. Like, it is painful at times to watch, but also it's, like, so bad it's good, but it's not good. <laughs> like no. I had a great time. I'm not going to lie. Sure. I hated everything, but I enjoyed it with you. <laughs> right. And that's kind of the whole point if of this I, thing. <laughs> if I watched this with somebody who took this really seriously, oh, I would not. I, I could not have a good time I would all. not have a good time and they would not appreciate me no, making no. fun of this. I, I would be looking at them the entire time. Saying, what the hell do you see in this? I'm and I'm waiting for it. I want somebody to defend this to me. I told you this not. I I don't think I brought this up in the recording. I have a friend who told me that she had a bet with somebody to see how many times they could go see Twilight in the theater. The first one. Uh And she does not like Twilight. (laughs) Okay. She she is like us where she's like, this is trash. She saw that movie 18 times. Uh, 18, 1, 8, near double digits. She saw Twilight in the theater as part of a bet. And she lived to tell the tale. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I applaud that kind of dedication to a really terrible joke. I really do. But that might kill me. <laughs> like, if I watched this movie that many times... In a very short span. Right. That's the thing. It's the short span thing. And I don't know what the amount of time was. Like if it was like weeks, months, a year. I have no idea. Probably I just months. know the number was 18. <laughs> Probably months. So yeah, I know there are people out there who get a kick out of this. I know there are people who love this. I want to hear from them. I really, I keep trying to find somebody who can defend this movie series, who can defend this book series. And believe me, we will hear you out. We want to hear from the people who are Twilight defenders. Change my mind. I don't want to, you're not going to change my mind. (laughs) Well, try it. But I will at least hear you out. We will read it on, on on the show in a future episode. But until that happens, we are going to read an email from Stephanie, of course. Of course. Who emailed us about the part one of the Breaking Dawn thing. Stephanie says, Christina Perry is the best thing to come out of this movie. And the beautiful wedding, so pretty. Agreed. Yes, that, that was that was a point we that both was well observed. Done. That was very well done. <laughs> I would have been satisfied with that wedding. There you go. Uh, continuing, this whole movie is like beautiful wedding, 
beautiful honeymoon, rough vampire sex, horror movie pregnancy, and then horror movie labor. Yes. That's pretty much it. And then it's over. And then that one is over. Uh, She says, I love Betsy's vampire venom questions. I want answers. I had a lot of questions. (laughs) We still don't get a lot of answers in this one and any of the other ones. No, it's completely arbitrary. So like I said, I appreciate that they're trying to do something unique to vampires to this series. Yeah. But I need more detail. (laughs) Again. If you're going to throw something out there, explain. Yeah. How did he get it? They don't, they don't say anything, even like... You get nothing. How, like, when you bite a human, does a, does venom come out all the time? I don't know. Do Is there, like, a gland <laughs> that, that squirts it out? I don't know. Stephanie Meyer, lazy writing, I need details! You need <laughs> to flesh out your world. Thank madam. you. Uh, she says the scene where she's in kind of a coma and they're preparing her body gives me snow white vibes. Yeah, I get that. They're kind of in like a, uh, iridescent white room. Well, and remember she played snow white that one time. Really? Yeah. In snow white and the huntsman. That's Kristen Stewart. Oh God. No. Am I misremembering that? I don't think I am. (laughs) I didn't see it. So I'm going to trust you. She's a snow white type. She's, you know, very pale and dark hair and all that jazz. (laughs) She's just very pale. Yes. Uh, And and of course she agrees. The computer generated baby is terrifying. I hate that. Oh, just wait until you get to this. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, love you guys from Superfan Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie, for being our lone emailer. But please, you guys, audience across the world, I don't care if you know us or not, please email us about your thoughts about the whole Twilight Saga. We're done. We won't so, publicly shame you. No, we're not. If you want to be anonymous, we won't have to say your name. No, you can submit an anonymous email. Mm-hmm. About how much you love Twilight. We will never out you to our friends. <laughs> to the entire global art- audience that we, we have, We might privately ask you, what's that about? <laughs> and Betsy and I will ridicule you mercilessly to ourselves. If you're somebody we know and love. <laughs> right. And you have earned this ridicule. <laughs> yes. If we don't know you, then we would never do that. No, no. We just, we just would like to we're know not, you exist. We're not judgmental people. Here. We're not monsters. <laughs> Spending five podcasts about shitting on f- movie franchise. Okay, you know what? It deserves to it be does. shit on. <laughs> it does. But fans, hey, if you like something, I cannot shit on you. Because if you like it, you like it. Oh, we... I, both you don't have, have said many times, yeah. there is stuff we know is trash and we sure. don't care. Sure. We don't care. I don't care. Like, I, I can't defend it. I just like what I like. It's totally possible that we could have sat down and enjoyed the fuck out of these movies. Oh, I did. I did enjoy this. I enjoyed shitting on it. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different thing. But that all being said, please email us your thoughts about Twilight and please email us about your thoughts about our coverage of these movies. Like, did we do a good job? Did we do it justice? Were we too mean? Were we too harsh, guys? Or were we not mean enough? <laughs> did we t- pull too many positive things out? Was it, was it justified outrage? <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be the end of the show. Please email us at neverseenitpod at gmail.com. 
Follow us on Twitter, never seen it underscore pod. If you want to support the show, you can by clicking the link in the podcast description, by going to the support page on Anchor. You can figure it out from there. Please also subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Uh, share us with your friends and rate us on iTunes and Spotify. Because apparently that helps. All the things. All those things. So, Betsy, I want to thank you for enduring this with me. It's been a hell of a ride. Thanks for making me do this, Trent. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) We will be back with another episode of Never Seen It. We're done with this shit. We're going to do something completely different next time. We're going to take a little break from series for a hot minute. Oh, yeah. We're not going to do another series thing for a a while. This is going to be like individual movies that... Whatever we feel like. Whatever we feel like. You know the drill. Yes. Until next time, this has been Never Seen It. My name is Trent. My name is Betsy. And we'll catch you next time. Bye!